You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Deep Dive Broadway. Our guest today is the legendary songwriter Diane Warren, who has written hits for artists including Beyonce, Cher, Aerosmith, Kiss, Lady Gaga, Chicago, Tony Braxton, Starship, Mariah Carey, and Celine Dion, just to name a few. She's had nine number one songs and 32 top 10 hits. She's won a Grammy, an Emmy, two Golden Globes, including one earlier this year, and she's been ASCAP Songwriter of the Year six times and Billboard Songwriter of the Year four times. Her songs have been in more than 100 movies, resulting in 12, yes, 12 Oscar nominations, including one for her most recent hit, EOC, seen in English, from the Oscar-nominated film The Life Ahead by Eduardo Ponti starring his mother, Sophia Loren. Before we start the interview, let's just take a moment and listen to the song. Quando tu finisci le parole Sto qui, sto qui Forse a te ne servono due sole Sto qui, sto qui Quando impari a sopravvivere e accetti l'impossibile, nessuno ci crede, io sì. and honored to welcome Diane Warren. Diane, congratulations. Thank you. You just won the Golden Globe, and this is your 12th Oscar nomination for such a breathtaking song. It's magnificent, and and it's also so emotionally impactful. Um, can, you, can you give us a little context for the film and uh, for your process of, of bringing this great song to the film? So I got involved in The Life Ahead, Sophia Lorenz, um, stars in the movie, and I read the script, and it just moved me, you know, really deeply. Such a beautiful story about, about you know, you have Madame Rosa, who's, who's played by Sophia Loren, and, and, and Momo. So she's like this, you know, old prostitute, and he's this young street kid thief, you know, and the world doesn't see them. You know, they don't, they're kind of on, on, on outcasts on the outside and, and they don't even see each other at the beginning. So they're kind of thrown together. And 
you know, they ultimately do see each other and they, and, and, and they see each other through their hearts. You know, it, it's, and that's what the, that's what I wrote the song about it is, um, is I kept seeing that word seen, you know, and the fact that these, these people aren't seen by the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, in a larger way, the, the time we're living in, you know, we don't see each other. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't really look, we don't, we just see each other through politics or through whatever, you know, and then, and then you have, you know, COVID where we all felt invisible, where you literally didn't see people except, you know, what on, on Zoom, but you don't, you know, you didn't really spend time with people. I think a lot of people, you know, those, a lot of people felt really lonely and, 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 and cut off from the world and, and again, not seeing each other. And I thought, and it, it just, as time was going on, even after the movie came out, the song became almost more compelling with the narrative of real life, you know? It's so relevant. You know, we're living in a time where that's so judge, everyone's so judgmental, you know, not everyone, but, you know, and, and so to a lot of people are so, don't get me started. Everybody's yeah. Like, yeah. And so it, this resonates on so many levels. And of course it's an incredibly powerful song that brings this film together um, emotionally yeah. Was it your idea to write scene or were you guided by uh, the director to write this specific song? No, I, I, when I, when I read a script, I kind of, it, you know, I kind of, it's almost like the subconscious thing that I, that I take from that. I take, I, I, I feel like I, I, I want to reflect the emotional core of that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, and also, well, what, what one great thing is I went to Bari, Italy when they were filming when they were actually filming the movie. I got to spend a day on the set with Eduardo and Sofia um, while they were, and Ibrahim, who played Momo, who's amazing, by the way, he's never acted a day in his life. He's genius. Um, so I spent the day, in a, and it was a really heavy scene. You know, it, was, it was when she died. And um, so, so I, I got to soak in that energy. And then when I went back to, to L.A., I had, that, I had that in me, you know, Along with that title, it kept, you know, it was in my mind. I, you know, I, I kept thinking over and over, I want you to know that you're seen. It's such a, a simple line, but it's it's profound because everybody wants to be seen. So I I, I came back and I, I had broken my hand. <laughs> I was nominated last year and right before the Oscars. I guess everybody was saying break a leg and I, I just wanted to be a little different. So I fell in my office and broke my hand. And I remember you know, just sitting down to write it. It was, it was a little difficult, you know, but I did it. And I, and I, and, and I, so I wrote, I wrote scene and I went to Eduardo's house and, and played it for him on my guitar with a broken hand, in one hand and a guitar in the other. And I somehow, we have a, I have a picture somewhere. It's so, it's such a great, I, I said, we need to take a picture in case this becomes like we, next year's Oscars. Let's just, you know, let's just take a picture. And then, you know, I believe in manifesting. <laughs> So, and he, and he loved the song. And then what happened was, you know, I did a demo, the song was put in the movie and it was, it wasn't fitting. And I realized it's not fitting because the movie's in Italian. Like we kept trying all these different musical arrangements. Let's, ch- let's do, let's change the tempo. Let's do it. And I'm, I'm like, no, it, it has to be in Italian. So I, I, um, I called somebody and had them, you know, just, just do some kind of, you know, um, translation. And then I brought in, I, I, I thought, you know what? Laura Pausini is the best singer. Just like Sophia Loren is the legendary 
actress from Italy. Let's, you have to get the best of the best of the best female singer. And I had met Laura Pausini, and we had talked about working together a while ago. I thought, this is, this is when we need to work together. She needs to, her book, she's such a fucking great singer. Yeah. So she's like, she's like their Celine Dion, you know, she's amazing. And so I, I, I sent her the song and, um, and she, she loved it. She, Eduardo showed her the movie and then, um, you know, she wrote the, the Italian, you know, lyrics, you know, based, based on my, on my lyrics, you know, basically it's a similar concept, but, you know, scene, you know, doesn't translate in Italian, you know, words don't translate exactly. You know, um, but I remember hearing it in Italian for the first time and it just like, it was like, fuck, this is so beautiful. And we're the first song ever to win a golden globe that wasn't in English, which I, which I was kind of surprised at, you know, right more impressed I thought there would have been something else and we're the first I believe we're the first um, song to be nominated for an Academy Award in, in Italian as well and hopefully we'll be the first song to win in Italian how cool would that be I've lost 11 times I'm not gonna lie I want to win <laughs> well absolutely about time about time I and I understand it's been translated into five languages yeah yeah I was, I was saying it's been 33 years of nominations, starting in 1988 with Nothing Stop Us Now. Yeah, it, it, uh, Laura, Laura sang it in five languages. So she sang it in Italian and English. In fact, there's an Italian-English hybrid, you know, half and half. With, uh. and that's great. Um, she sang it in Portuguese and French and, um, and Spanish. So, you know, she, she felt it was really, you know, she wanted to get the message across to the world. She has a lot of fans all over the world. And casting someone to sing your song is is very much like casting somebody for a part in a film. I would imagine. I always I always say that's a hundred percent that when mm-hmm. I cast a song for an artist for a song in a movie, it, it is casting. It's that that singer Laura could have been in the movie, right? She could have been a character. You know, she could her her persona, her um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's so important. And I always do think of that. I always think that I'm a casting director I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. casting for another character within that movie to do my song. And then my song's a character. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know what's really great about this movie and this song? That once it was in Italian, Eduardo literally changed the ending of the movie. He took out dialogue to where my song became the dialogue. My song became the words that Madame Rosa leaves with Momo after she passes away. Mm-hmm. So that's that was really cool. So it wasn't just a song, you know, thrown on at the end of the movie with you no know, context. Even though I've had songs at the end of movies, but it, but it's actually part of the narrative. Did you know that the song you were writing was going to be up front, or did you think you were writing the end credit song? Well, it, it is the end credit, but it starts earlier than the end. Yeah, it starts so, much earlier. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Like I thought it would just be the end, the song at the end, you know, right. with, with the credits but once you know once it was an italian <clears throat> and you know it just fits so well and i think mm-hmm. i worked with laura on, on tweaking some of the lyrics so you know that it did fit that and um yeah and, and, then, and then it did and you know and i remember seeing the movie with a song in it and crying and, you know, and, and a lot of my friends this is interesting like a lot of people i know that like me that don't speak you know they barely speak english you know, that don't don't speak Italian. They they said they watched the end of the movie and they were sobbing. Oh, you know, I, I get that. I was absolutely interesting. It's so powerful. Uh, and 
you know, just the power of music to to change your feelings, to change how you see the world. You've yeah. done a lot of songs like this that that really rise above and and become transcendent. You know, whether it's RBG's, you know. Uh, I'll fight, which was also an Oscar, Oscar nominated, or from the Hunting Ground, the the Lady Gaga song, "It Till Happens to You." I mean, these are songs that had a cultural impact. That was right before Me Too, and no one was talking about you know sexual assault at all. And so it, it even made me talk about the experience that I'd had. That so music, like you said, it's it's very powerful. It go. I always say it doesn't go to your brain; it goes to your heart and your soul. So you can't stop that. It's just like it's visceral. This is such a, an, a perfect example of a song that that adds a whole other layer to this film. It's not like here's a song and we're going to put it on the film. This yeah. this is part. This is so integral to the film and, and to the storytelling. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, proud of that. Right. And, and um, I'm assuming Laura's going to be performing at the Oscars. We're, we're waiting to hear all that. I think that's all in. Oh, in I so world. hope so. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely. Could I want to give a little context, if that's okay, for your artistry and just to go back in time a little bit. Sure. Um, and because I'm fascinated with the fact that when you were little, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. You yes. knew you were going to be a songwriter and yeah. that your dad was taking you around to music publishers when you were 15 years old. So yeah. how did you have this vision? How did you know this was your, your destiny? I think I just, I don't know, either I was psychic or I just, I mean, I, I looked on a record, you know, once and saw the parentheses and I, go, I want to be there. I want to like, most people it's like, yeah, I want to be a singer. I want to be a star. I, I had no, no desire, inclination for anything like that. I just wanted to be a songwriter. And as, as soon as my dad brought me a little guitar from Tijuana when I was 11, you know, and then I, then I talked him into getting me a Martin 12 string when I was 14, you know, like you bribe me if I got nothing less than a C, because all I get were D's and F's that um, he'd get me the Martin 12 string. And so I, so I got that. So I just, so it was, time I was 14, I was just obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And I'm the same way now. I'm just as obsessed. Here's a little interesting fact. So my dad, who believed in me and took me to publishers and all that, you know, the Oscars this year are on my dad's birthday. Oh, wow. So right. it's pretty, I'm, yeah, it's pretty special. I'm like, Dad, pull some strings up there, you know. <laughs> well, he was completely supportive of your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I you know, I can't imagine a, a dad who just <laughs> with a 15 year old, just he believed in your talent, too, which obviously was crystal clear, even at that age, which is tremendous. I'm not sure how crystal clear that my talent was, but the hard work was there. You know? Yeah. And that hasn't stopped. Yeah. And and your musical inspirations, your heroes, you know, what what helped shape you as a songwriter? Who helped shape you? I mean, everything I listened to helped shape me because I grew up at a time where where, where, um, where, where the radio played everything. You know, I got to hear every kind of music and, and every kind of influence. You know, Top 40, when I grew up you know, a little kid, was everything. It was the golden era of, of pop songwriting, really. And then um, and a big influence on me were the Beatles. And I, and I just, you know, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney just did a song with mine together. Like, you know, I'm still pinching myself, you know, and other artists are on it as well. 
but I literally have two beetles, the two living beetles are on my socks. So the little, the four, the seven year old me is like, you know. Yeah, exactly. And did you ever want to perform? No, <laughs> I never wanted to perform. I never did. Never. I like, I like having people perform. Your uh, determination and perseverance um, to tell incredible stories through your your music is, you know, has been is legendary, and um, and your your determination to get the right artist to sing your music is, is you know you've obviously hit it out of the park every single time. I I love uh, the share story that I heard um, that. Uh, uh, the song that uh, if I could if I could turn back time that you originally brought to her she wasn't really uh, initially jumping up and down like I definitely have to do it jumping she absolutely detested it and hated it and was refusing to sing it until I held her leg down in the studio and said I'm not letting your fucking leg go until you say you'll try it and I go I'll pay for the track you have nothing to lose and she goes okay and she sang one note of it and looked at me like bitch you're right I'm like yeah bitch I'm right. <laughs> And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, it's her, it's her most iconic song, probably, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, getting back to your uh, Academy-nominated song, I'm, I'm curious to know, did you have the a pleasure of meeting Sophia Loren before, or was this the first time you met her when you uh, were on set? Uh, the, that was the first time I ever met Sophia Loren. And the, the, the funny thing is, I um, I had my phone. I'm going, I go, Sophia, can I get a, can I get a, um, a picture with you? And she goes, no, I'm dying today. I look terrible. <laughs> so, so we we got another one. Like I, th- I think it was the Governor's Award, maybe you know, um, the, after that. So I did get a, I do have a picture with her somewhere. Um, but she, we just did a panel together, and she's on the panel. She said that my song's the most beautiful song she's ever heard in her life. Wow! Like, like how crazy is that? I was well, like, she said that. It's not so crazy. It's it, it is an, an an extraordinary song that, and the movie is something that you have to see as well. It's it's, it's movie. And if you guys haven't seen the Life Ahead, it's on Netflix. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It has a really great song. <laughs> Absolutely, it's essential, and you should download the uh, EOC immediately and can we get it in all five languages because i'd love to hear it in all five languages yeah i mean it's i'm not sure how how to get all those languages i mean they're probably all on on there to, to yeah. um you know there's the the my favorite version to be honest is the is the um is the hybrid italian english you know when you, and, and go check the video out you know and sophia's at the end of the video and the video is fantastic it's all these different immigrant women you know and it's just a beautiful, beautiful video too. And Laura is singing; she's in the video, obviously. It, it, it's great. I'm, I'm so proud of it. And yeah, you know, it's the first time I've ever had a song in a movie in another language before, too. Well, I so hope you make Oscar history this year. It's your year. After 12 nominations, this is this has got to be it. It is such a magnificent song. This has to be your year. Wow, yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. And you have other things happening. I know that you have uh, an incredible solo album coming out. And well, it's, a, it's a features album. It's like me being a DJ. And we have amazing artists on it. And it's called uh, Diane Warren, The Cave Session? Yeah, volume. Session? I already have like volume two. It's, that's what's really hard about this record. It's a great problem. 
I have so many great songs by great artists. I can't get everyone on this first album, you know? So, I mean, I have John Legend, Santana, with, you know, with g Easy, of Ty Dolla Sign, Celine Dion's on it, Louis Fonzi. It's, 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 there's some great stuff on here and great artists. And, you know, some of these other ones, I'm like, oh, God, I hope I can get that one on there. And then can we just put, you know, make, I wish we could make it a double record, but we can't. But there's so many good songs. And I'm always writing new ones. I'm like, wait, I want to switch that one for this one, you know, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings and take it, you know, I don't know. But it's, it's a great problem now. It'll, it'll just roll one out every year. That's absolutely fine, you know? When does it drop? It's supposed to be around, I think, in July. That's what we're looking at, you know, just trying to finish some of these up, get the songs mixed, and, and just, you know, it's a process. But it'll be out. I cannot wait for that. And I can't wait for the Academy Awards and to celebrate you and to celebrate your incredible song and this beautiful film. Thank you so much for talking about this today. And we'll be thinking about you so much that night. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And talk to you soon. Really soon. Really soon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us for this special episode of Deep Dive Broadway. So grateful to Diane Warren for uplifting our hearts with her latest Oscar-nominated hit song, The Magnificent EOC, from the Oscar-nominated film, The Life Ahead. You can hear more of Diane's epic work on her upcoming album, Diane Warren, The Cave Sessions, Volume 1. In the meantime, download EOC and enjoy The Life Ahead. You can find me on Instagram at dory.berenstein, or on the Broadway Podcast Network app or website at bpn.fm slash deep dive Broadway. Thank you and stay safe. Quando tu finisci le parole, sto qui, sto qui. Forse a te ne servono due sole, sto qui. Sto qui Quando impari a sopravvivere E accetti l'impossibile Nessuno ci crede Io sì Non lo so Oh, mm-hmm.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 